Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, and I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible, as well as your prayer requests, and we have pastors standing by every weekday from 4 to 5 p.m. to take those calls, to pray for those prayer requests, and to answer the questions you have about God and theology and the Bible and how it applies to your life and your situation today. So give us a call at 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897. Hey, we want to welcome those of you who are listening today, wherever you're tuning in from. First of all, I want to greet those who are listening on Grace FM in Colorado and up into Southern Wyoming. Welcome to the program. So glad to have you with us. We also want to welcome those who are listening online on gracefm.com as well as the Grace FM app. And by the way, if you haven't yet got the Grace FM app, really encourage you to do so. Free app, and there's some great bonuses in there as well, along with the opportunity to listen to this show live anywhere in the United States, or actually, for that matter, anywhere in the world. Um, and in addition, you get to listen to all the other great Bible teaching programs on Grace FM anywhere, anytime. So definitely go get that app. It's Grace FM, uh, just as one word, no spaces. And you can get that for Apple devices, as well as Android devices. And, uh, and you can also, by the way, if you have a smart speaker, you can get it on your smart speaker as well. So really encourage you, if you haven't yet done that, uh, to do so. And I want to greet those who are listening. I, I did get a map here of people who are tuning in all over the place. We've got listeners uh, in the kind of contiguous United States, listeners in Florida. We've got listeners kind of on the central Atlantic area. We've got listeners up in the Chicagoland area, as well as Tennessee, Midwest. We've got listeners in Wyoming, up in the Pacific Northwest, in the Southwest, down in uh, California, looks like San Diego area. And we've got some listeners in Alaska, Hawaii, Ukraine, Russia, and England. So, so glad to have all of you able to join us uh, by tuning in online. And just encourage you, if, um, if you're enjoying what you're hearing here, make sure to share it with other people. Let them know about the opportunities to listen. And with the online options, they can really listen anywhere in the world. And so, so glad that many of you are taking part in that and joining this Calvary Live listening family. We also want to greet those who are listening on the Radio by Grace network of stations. They have stations all over the United States, particularly in southern states. They just are Bible teaching solid stations uh, where you can recommend your friends to listen. You yourself can tune in and grow. So welcome to those of you listening on the Radio by Grace network. And we also want to greet those who are listening on the East Coast on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland, those listening on Truth FM in Tennessee, and those listening on Higher Rock Radio 
in Meridian, Idaho, and that whole Treasure Valley area. So welcome to the program, wherever you're tuning in from. For those of you listening on Grace FM and on the Radio by Grace Network, you're hearing the show live today. It is November 18th, a Friday. And here in Colorado, we just had a big snow last night. Um, I know some areas of the Front Range got a lot of snow. So hope that you're all faring well and staying safe on the roads out there today. And wherever you're tuning in from, hope that uh, the weather is good there and people are staying safe. Just a heads up that those listening on the Hope FM station, as well as Truth FM and Higher Rock Radio, you all hear the show on a one-week delay. So we just want you to be aware of that and know that, but we never want that to hinder you from participating in the show, calling in with your Bible questions and your prayer requests. Um, In fact, I always encourage you that there's a unique opportunity that you have by being on that delay that you can call in and then you've got a whole week to tell everybody you know that you're going to be on the radio and that can be a great way to introduce them to that local Bible teaching station. So take advantage of that opportunity, whether you're listening live or on a one-week delay. But welcome to all of you who are tuning in. Let me give you the numbers to call once again. We're starting to get calls coming in, but let me give you those numbers for those of you who want to call in with your Bible questions and your prayer requests. The number to call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Well, just a few words about myself. My name is Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm your host here every Friday on Calvary Live. And uh, let's see, I have I grew up in this area in Denver, Colorado, and then I I moved to Hungary. I was a missionary there for 10 years before moving to Longmont to take over as the lead pastor of Whitefields Community Church. I've been pastoring here now for 10 years. And so it's been a it's been a great season. God's really been blessing it. Our church here just went through a renovation. We're actually still in, a little bit in the process, but we're really at the end of our renovation. We just doubled the size of our sanctuary, added some kids' classrooms to accommodate some of the growth that's been taking place. And we would love for you to be part of what God's doing here at our church. If you are within driving distance of Longmont, consider this your personal invitation to join Join us this Sunday. We are studying through, as we do in Calvary Chapel churches, we're studying through a book of the Bible right now. We're studying through 2 Corinthians. We're coming up to the end of it. We're going to end it just in time to get into the Advent and Christmas season. But uh, this week, we're really studying the passage that I've been waiting for and looking forward to studying for months, really. And that is 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 10, where Paul talks about his thorn in the flesh and how he glories in his weaknesses, because in his weakness, God's strength is perfected. And uh, I can't wait. This Sunday, I was uh, in preparation for this, just looking a little bit into the story of Joni Erickson Tata, and just so encouraged. I mean, I, f- I found myself getting emotional reading about all of the things that God did in her life, and how she came in a very similar journey to Paul, where he realized that God not healing him was for a purpose that God wanted to use both for Paul's good and for God's glory. And so I can't wait to share that and share, you know, what this passage means, how it applies to our lives. So we'd love for you to join us. Um, We have three services on Sunday morning. They are 8 a.m., 9.30, and 11. And we would love for you and your whole family to join us. You can find directions and all that good stuff on our website, whitefieldschurch.com. That's whitefieldschurch.com. And for those of you who are able to write down the address, I'll give it to you. It's 2950 Colorful Avenue 
in Longmont, Colorado. So 2950 Long, uh, Colorful Avenue, Longmont, Colorado. And we're right on Highway 119, which is the main thoroughfare, which goes from I-25 into Longmont and then down into Boulder. And so that means because we're close to I-25, because we're on 119, we're near County Line Road here, that means that we're within driving distance for a lot of the northern front range. So whether you're coming from northern suburbs of Denver all the way up to like Loveland and Fort Collins, um, everything in between and going east and west as well. If you're in the Frederick Firestone, Decono area, if you're in Erie or in Berthoud, we'd love for you to join us this Sunday. And again, information on service times and, and location can all be found on our website, whitefieldschurch.com. Well, with no further ado, let's get to our first caller, Glenn in Aurora, Colorado. Hi, Glenn. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. I have a question today. Uh, I'll give you a real quick background. I've, I've listened to uh, Pastor Chuck quite a bit, uh, and he has very definite opinions on King James and New King James. And, I, and I'm uh, out of my area. I'm just recently exploring this, but... Uh, where they're based on the Textus Receptus, um, and the other versions are influenced by Alexandrian or Gnostics, where they leave out verses. Mm -hmm. he, he went through some uh, verses where things are left out, and uh, sure enough, I looked in an ASB and a, and a Christian Standard Bible, and sometimes whole verses are missing. Um, so I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on that as far as the Texas, the, well, the King James and New King James based on the TR. Yeah, I do have a lot of thoughts on it. In fact, I wrote a series of articles on it, and we've answered this question quite a lot on the show. So I would just say to you and also anybody else who's listening, if you'd like me to send you that series of articles, there's three articles. First of all, I look at an overview of making sense of Bible translation, how it works, what factors are important. Secondly, I look at the the New King James specifically. And thirdly, I look at the NIV and some of the controversies surrounding that. And so if anybody wants those, uh, text into the show, and I will text you back with links to those probably at the end of the show. But the number uh, for the text line, just for anyone who's interested, is 720-336-0897. So one more time, 720-336-0897. Okay, so uh, the answer to your question, I, I'm very familiar with Pastor Chuck's um, opinions on this, and I love and respect him. In fact, right before the show, I just recorded an interview with his daughter, Cheryl. Um, but that being said, um, you know, I went to seminary myself. I have a bachelor's in theology and a master's in integrative theology. And of course, a big part of that was studying the original languages, studying uh, translation theory. And I, I actually come down to a different conclusion than Pastor Chuck. And here's, here's what I would tell you about some of those missing verses. Um, you know, at the end of Revelation, it says that uh, what's not allowed is for anyone to add or subtract from the Word of God. So neither of those things is allowed, right? Neither adding nor subtracting. I would argue that uh, what's taking place there is actually that certain verses were added in some, in many cases, hundreds of years, in some cases, only tens of years after the original writings of those letters. And the reason we know that is because since the uh, original texts, which were found, and they were, uh, you know, the Textus Receptus, you got to remember where that comes from. Okay, so that was compiled by a man named Erasmus of Rotterdam, who was actually in his own right, I mean, like, 
a gift to the church, a gift from God to the church, really. And so Erasmus of Rotterdam, you know, as a wealthy person, he went and took it upon himself, traveled to Egypt and to the Middle East, and he collected the oldest manuscripts that he could find at that time. Now, when was that? That was around the year 1500, which is why the Bible translations that we have, which come from the Reformation, like the New King James Version, but even predating that, the Luther Bible, and, and uh, you know, in different languages, there are other examples. In Hungarian, it's called the Károly Bible. But these were built off of the Textus Receptus, which was, again, compiled by Erasmus of Rotterdam. It's important to keep in mind one man who did that. He came up with this and did a surprisingly good job. And so he collected the oldest documents which he could find at that time. Um, now, many of those documents didn't date past 1000 AD. Okay, so think about it like this. Um, archaeology is a relatively young practice and science. It's really only come into popularity within the last several hundred years. And what we've done over those last several hundred years is that we have found more and uh, older manuscripts. In fact, we have even found of some books of the Bible, manuscripts dating only about 10 or so years after their original writing, which is, you know, in archaeological terms, as far as ancient books go, that's unprecedented. It's amazing. And what we found is that as we look at these, the bulk of the manuscripts, what we find is that the oldest manuscripts don't contain certain verses that are found in later manuscripts. So what that tells us is that over time, certain verses were added. Now, the verses that were added never contradict. and What they do is that they shed more light. And so what it seems took place, and actually what some of the manuscripts themselves show, is that verses were added in as commentary, right? So a good example would be like Ephesians uh, chapter 2. There's a verse that's added in there, which really just kind of brings clarity to what could be read, and, and you kind of got to be like, wait a second, what's he talking about here? And this verse kind of brings clarity, but it doesn't change what's being said. Okay, in many cases, these additions were notated. In fact, this is what's so interesting, and I would encourage you to check this out. In the King James Version of the Bible that you buy today, let's say you go into a store, buy a King James Bible. If you read the first page of the Bible before you even get to the... the um, table of contents, but there will be a note there that says that anything that's in italics are things which are found in later manuscripts, but not found in earlier manuscripts. Now, um, the, the reason for that is that even the translators of the King James Bible in more recent times, as these other manuscripts have been found, they've realized that, okay, well, these are in later manuscripts, not in earlier manuscripts, so it's worth noting that. Because, of course, we're told not to add to nor subtract from the Bible. So neither, neither is allowed. That's the point. So all that goes into um, why is it that, you know, some Bibles, you know, modern translations, if you will, um, so to say, remove verses. My answer is they don't actually remove verses at all. Those are verses that were added in. And in almost every case, if you look down in the footnotes of that Bible, it's not that they're completely missing. It's that they'll be footnoted and say, older manuscripts contain these verses or put this verse in this way. 
So no one, no one, there's no conspiracy here. No one's trying to do anything nefarious or pull the wool over anyone's eyes. The only goal is to be accurate with the word of God. So like I said, there's so much more that can be said on that, and I'll just leave that there. All right, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, yeah, and if anybody else wants those articles, I'd be happy to share them with you. So thanks so much. All right. Thank bye-bye. you. Hey, listening to Calvary Live, this is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. We're answering questions about the Bible, like Glenn just had a question regarding Bible translation and manuscripts. Uh, If you have questions, let's say, about how what the Bible says applies to your life or things going on in the world, we'd love to answer those. If you have a prayer request, definitely give us a call or send us a text. We'd love to pray for you on the air. The number to call is 303 690-3000. 690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Gaston in Columbus, Georgia. Hi, Gaston. Welcome to the program. Hi there. All right. Uh, I can answer his question here. And I hope I, I actually just kind of wanted to talk with him to see if I got his name right. But um I was uh, pronouncing it just like as I remember it from a Disney movie. But um, his question was, will there be birth and death during the millennium? So for anyone who doesn't know, the millennium is that thousand-year period mentioned in Revelation chapter 20, where it says that Jesus will establish his kingdom on the earth and rule and reign with believers for a thousand years. And so I would say that I do think that there is death during the millennium. Uh, I'll give you two reasons why. One of the passages that we we go to where we, we see stuff about the millennium is in the book of Isaiah. And it says there that if someone lives for 100 years, they will be considered young. Or if someone dies at 100 years old, they'll be considered young. So the point is, and this is actually one of the ways that we differentiate the millennium from heaven— is that we see that in the millennium, in the book of Isaiah, there's still death, and there's actually still sin. Um, Furthermore, will there be birth? I I think there will be. I I think that, you know, after the massive destruction that takes place during the, the tribulation, that there will be plenty of room on the earth for, you know, a thousand years of people giving birth and living long lives. So, yes, I do believe there will be. And the second reason, by the way, is because at the end of the millennium, it says there in Revelation 20 that Satan is released and comes and leads this great battle at Armageddon. And so the idea there, of course, is there's this great battle that takes place, and in battle, people are dying. So uh, I think the answer to your question, Gaston, is there birth and death during the millennium? I think the answer is yes. So thanks for that question. And um, again, welcome to Calvary Live. The number to call, 303-690-3000, or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's go to our next caller, Olivia in Maryland. Hi, Olivia. Welcome to the program. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. What's up? Um, so, really, uh, my question was, uh, my, my father unexpectedly passed on Thursday, um, a week from today, um, and it honestly, me and my father was very, very close. Um, and ever since he he passed away, um, I've been kind of having these dreams, um, like where I can. It really feels as if he has never left. 
And, you know, my grandmother, she's also very involved in the church. Um, and when me and my mom were kind of, like, just discussing, um, like, you know, his funeral and um, just kind of just even the dreams that I was having, um, you know, my my grandmother kind of, like, just stopped and said, you know, that's the devil, like, that, you know, he would never come to you, you know, like, whether that's God or your dad, like, you know, that's not that's not what it is. And I guess, like, my question is, like, if someone's experienced, like, dreams where they, you know, they sense their loved one is still here, is it really the devil or is it really, like, you know, like, God coming down, like, just, you know, with the, the person who passed away, like, he's still speaking to you? Um, it, it's just, I just don't, I just don't know where, like, what to believe. And I feel like, you know, I don't know if she's trying to, like, just shoot me down or if she just thinks that, like, you know, like, you're, you just want to believe something's there when it's not there. I see. Well, I'll give you a biblical perspective on it. Um, the only case we have in the Bible of someone communicating with someone who has deceased is found in First Samuel, and it has to do with Saul, King Saul, conjuring up the spirit of um, the prophet Samuel. And that was actually considered something which was not good, right? It was, not, it was forbidden for him to do that. Uh, he did it anyway. And so, you know, the Bible's pretty clear on not seeking to communicate with, with spirits, especially the spirits of those who've deceased or gone before us, uh, preceded us in death, if you will. Um, and so, but, you know, there's another way of looking at this, that, you know, having these dreams with your dad, and by the way, I just want to express my sincere condolences on the loss of your father. But I would say that you could view that as almost a grace from God. You know, like, I know that's how I would experience that, as saying, God, thank you for giving me this this experience of, you know, being able to have these vivid dreams of my father, you know, and, and feeling like he's still here. And, and, you know, I think that in a way could be God's grace giving you some sort of closure on the situation. And so I would encourage you to think about it like that. Um, but I definitely would not encourage you to, you know, continue like seeking out uh, communication with your father. Rather, I would encourage you to put your hope in the gospel and the promise of the gospel, which is that you will see your father again as as you hope in Jesus. Okay. Um, and I don't know if time allows, if, you know, if I could have a prayer. I mean, it's... It's yeah, been really hard this past week, and, um, you know, just trying to not cry every day has been very hard. Um, yeah. And I'm just really trying to, like, just trying to get through it. And just, you know, and I really appreciate, you know, what you guys do um, on the radio. Every day, just listening to you guys, it, it just makes my day get so much better, um, you know. <laughs> So I, I really do appreciate all that you do. Uh, I'm not sure time allows if if I can yeah. just have a prayer just to kind of like just give me through tonight. Um, you know, I would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Let's pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, we lift up Olivia to you and just the loss of her father is such a such a big and traumatic thing. And, and Lord, we're so sorry. We know that you, Lord, when you encountered death of a friend, you wept. And it says that you, you groaned, um, in in grief and even in a, in a sense of frustration and anger with this world we live in, where our loved ones die and we have to say goodbye to them. 
And so, Lord, we know that this grieves your heart, and therefore you grieve with us in our grief. And so, Lord, we, I pray for Olivia, Lord, that she would sense your presence with her. Lord, that you would hold her in her grief and comfort her. I think of what it says in Second Corinthians, that you're the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our affliction so that we then can be equipped to comfort others in the affliction that they face. And so, Lord, I pray for Olivia right now, just in this moment, that she would know you as the God of all comfort, that in her suffering and trial, she would experience the fellowship of suffering with you, this unique, this unique fellowship and relationship with you that can only be experienced in times of great hardship. So, Lord, I pray that you would draw her near to yourself, that she would sense your presence, and, Lord, that you would just get her through every single day and every single night. Um, and Lord, I just think that it's really in these times when we realize our need for you. And so, Lord, I pray that as Olivia presses in to seeking you during these times, Lord, that you'd meet her in that place and that you give her strength to walk through these difficult days. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, and God bless you. God bless you, Olivia. Thanks for calling in. All right, bye-bye. Thank you. Listening to Calvary Live, this is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. We've got two open lines, the number to call, 303-690-3000. Call us with your Bible questions and your prayer requests. So 303-690-3000, or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Anessa in Lauderdale Lakes, Florida. Hi, Anessa. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. Absolutely. So, What's up? Um, I have a prayer request. Um, I'm just requesting prayers for myself and my family. I have um, two brothers that have not spoken to each other since like the early 90s. And uh, actually, he, the, the one who initiated the not speaking uh, quit speaking to me and my sisters, I guess, maybe approximately three years ago. So... Just praying for us to be able to come together. You know, I, I send him messages, but he ignores them. My sister passed away in September, and he I let him send him a message about that. He ignored that. Mm. But, um, you know, I'm just asking for prayer. Yeah, absolutely. Let's pray for him first, then I might share some thoughts. So, um, Lord, we pray for Anessa's brother um, and her two brothers who haven't spoken to each other in so long. And Lord, we pray specifically for the one brother who isn't speaking to her even. And so, Lord, we just pray that this root of bitterness that's grown up in his heart or in the hearts of both these brothers, Lord, that you would you would root that out, you'd break it down, and that where there has been resentment, Lord, that there would be forgiveness. Lord, we pray that you would truly soften the hearts of these men, and particularly this one man, um, and Lord, that you would not let him develop a calloused heart that is unfeeling. We know that's a dangerous place to be spiritually. So Lord, we pray for him that he would experience your grace and redemption in his life, and that would cause him in turn to show grace and forgiveness to others. And so Lord, we just pray for you to break down this wall and do that which only you can do in this situation. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, you know, Anessa, it's just such a heartbreaking thing when this happens between the people who should love each other most. And it just reminds me that, you know, unforgiveness, you know, it's like um, a prison that you lock yourself in. It's like mm -hmm. drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. In the end, it's only 
you that gets hurt. And so I'm really yeah. sorry to hear that that's happening in your family, but thank you for reaching out and asking for prayer. And thank you for your prayer. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Listening to Calvary Live, this is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. We've had a lot of texts come in um, about the Bible translation articles. If anybody else wants those, text into the show at 720-336-0897. We're about to go to our mid-show break, and with the end of that call, we had kind of a Uh, full lines for a minute there. And now we've got all open lines. So it's a perfect time to call in with your prayer requests and your questions about the Bible and theology and God and life. So give us a call 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. We'll be right back in two minutes time. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible and your prayer requests. We're standing by to take those calls and answer those questions and pray for you here on the air. Well, we have all full lines right now, but I'm going to give you the number to call. Anytime you hear a call end, that means that we have an open line and you can jump in and call at that time. And you can always text us throughout the show. And hopefully we can get to all of those texts um, as the show goes on. So the number to call 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. A quick text before we go to our calls. Uh, Someone asked, Nick, what is the verse in Ephesians chapter 2 that you mentioned was added? And that's from Rob in Longmont. Hey, Rob. So the answer is it's not an entire verse. It's actually the beginning of Ephesians 2 verse 1. There's a few words that are added in the King James Texas Receptus text. Uh, But you know a better example of of what we're talking about here uh, with regard to different translations and verses that were added or removed would be uh, John chapter 8, the beginning of it, where it tells the story of the woman who was caught in adultery, or the end of the Gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 16 has some verses that are found in later manuscripts, but not in earlier manuscripts. So if there's any more questions about that, uh, we'd love to answer those on the air, but uh, just want to answer Rob's question real quick. Let's go to our next caller. Let's go to Maria in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Hi, Maria. Welcome to the program. Hi. How are you doing this evening? A pleasant good evening, Manasar. Oh, we're doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine. My call is just to say thanks to you all that are doing such a marvelous work in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This evening, I just want to say I, I encourage that lady who lost her dad to just stay strong in the Lord. Psalms 46 verse 1 said, He's a very present help in the time of trouble. And especially to that prayer that you pray for her. I was basking in that prayer also. Wonderful prayer, man of God. And I just want to thank God for people like you who are spreading the gospel in this troublesome world that you are living in. You all are doing a marvelous work. 
keep on doing. Your crown awaits you in glory land. God bless you. And oh, I just want to say, you. just keep praying for my children and the children of this whole wide world. God bless you this evening. All right, let's do that. Let's pray for the children. Thank you so much for the encouraging words. Very meaningful. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray for Maria's children. Uh, Lord, we also pray for the children of anyone else who's tuned in or listening or connected to this show in any way. Lord, we just ask for salvation. Lord, we think about what the Apostle John wrote in uh, in First John, where he said, I have no greater joy than that my children walk in truth. And so, Lord, at the other side of that is how much pain it causes us um, for for when we know, like, our children are not walking in truth. And so, Lord, we pray for those out there who have children who are not walking with you or who don't even know you. And Lord, we pray that you would, first of all, use them as salt and light in their children's lives. Give them wisdom with when to speak and how to speak and what to say. And Lord, we pray also uh, for you to do that work that's beyond anything that we can do in our strength, Lord. So we ask that you would break through the fog, perhaps, in some of our kids' minds. We pray that you would break through the walls that they've perhaps erected in their hearts. And Lord, we pray that you would reveal yourself to them as the one who is truly beautiful, full of grace and truth, and that they would be drawn to you and put their trust and hope in you and be saved. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Maria. Thanks for calling in and for letting us pray for your kids and for the kids of everyone else listening. You're listening to Calvary Live. Let's go to our next caller, David, in northern Colorado. Hi, David. Welcome to the program. Hello. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you all and actually pray for you guys uh, a lot. But the uh, question I had was uh, about the difference between the indwelling of the Spirit, with our spirit becoming one with God, and the filling of the Spirit in our soul. And I just kind of wanted to get your opinion about it. God turned my life around when I was only 18, and I was asking him all these questions about, Lord, how can, what's the difference between those, and how could have I, for six and a half years from eighth grade till I was 18, um, I had been a prodigal, terrible prodigal. But then when he turned around, he was indicating the difference between being saved and born again, but also wanting to sanctify and help our soul to be filled with the Spirit. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I've, I've talked a lot on this here on the show, and it's one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, I think it's really um, pretty clear in the Bible. So where I would go with this is I would start by going to John chapter 14. Gospel of John chapter 14, it's Jesus' farewell discourse, right? He begins the discourse over the Last Supper, and then it says that they go outside and they continue it as they walk to the Garden of Gethsemane. But the beginning there, Jesus kind of breaks the news that he's been alluding to a lot, which is that he's going to be crucified. And I think the disciples are kind of holding out that that wouldn't happen. But then Jesus says, no, no, it's going to happen. And it's also going to happen like now. And so uh, he says, but hey, don't let your hearts be troubled, right? Because if I go away, that means I'm also going to come back. In my father's house, there are many rooms. And if it were not so, I would have told you so. So I'm going to come back. And he says, it's actually for your benefit that I go away. Because if I do, then I will send you the promised Holy Spirit. And then he gets into some interesting information about the Holy Spirit, right? So he says, he, you know him because he has been with you 
but soon he will also be in you. And then if you go over to chapter 16 of the Gospel of John, he tells us the work of the Holy Spirit with people, with all people, right? And that is that he is with you, bringing about conviction of sin, righteousness, and judgment, right? So the so let's start there. There are three distinct relationships that we see, and there are different groups of people who have these relationships. So the first one is the with relationship. The Holy Spirit is with all people, convicting them of sin, righteousness, and judgment, drawing them to Jesus as their Savior. Now, of course, as we read in the book of Acts, it is possible to um, withstand or to uh, resist the Holy Spirit. And so that is what people do uh, who do not you know, give in to the, the drawing work of the Holy Spirit with all people. Okay, next. So that's all people, the with relationship. Next one is the in relationship. So in John chapter 20, after he has been crucified and raised from the dead, it says that Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And at that point, we would assume, right, if Jesus breathes on you and says, receive the Holy Spirit, then you receive the Holy Spirit. That would be the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, which is talked about, for example, in Ephesians chapter 1, where it says that you received the Holy Spirit as a seal when you heard the gospel and believed. Or we could go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 2 Corinthians 3, 1 Corinthians 3, which all talk about the Holy Spirit being given as a seal, guaranteeing that you belong to God. It's God putting his stamp on you saying, this one's mine, and I'm going to see him through. It's at that time the Holy Spirit comes and indwells you. So that's the second relationship. We already had the with. Now we've got the in, and the Holy Spirit is in all who are born again by believing in Jesus. That means that if you believe in Jesus, you do have the Holy Spirit within you. It says in Romans chapter 8 that if anyone does not have the Holy Spirit in them, they do not belong to Christ. So the Holy Spirit is in all who are Christians and not in those who are not Christians. Now, the work of the Holy Spirit in you is to lead, guide, and direct you by indwelling you and also still doing some of that, that transformative work. But then we see that there's a third relationship. And I think this is what you're referring to, David. And that third relationship is interesting, right? Because Jesus breathes on his disciples in John 20, says, receive the Holy Spirit. They do. But then he says to them, now I want you to wait in Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. And then, you know, but right before he ascends into heaven, he says in Acts chapter one, verses seven and eight, right? You're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So the purpose of this next relationship is for empowerment, for being used by God. And so we see that they receive that on Pentecost. So they've already received the indwelling by which they're saved. Now they're receiving the coming upon of the Holy Spirit. Now this is a relationship which we've seen in the Old Testament, right? Like it even says like of King Saul that the Holy Spirit came upon him and he prophesied. Uh, the Holy Spirit came upon Gideon to help him liberate Israel from the Midianites. The Holy Spirit came upon people at certain times to empower them to do what God was calling them to do. So those are the three relationships, right? With, in, and upon the filling, that's an interesting word you brought up, filling in Paul's writing generally speaks of the indwelling, but in Luke's writing, 
fulfilling generally speaks of the empowering relationship. So that's how I understand it and break it down. Well, I want to thank you so much because the very thing that you shared, that is the very teaching that our amazing Lord did with me because on the day, February 9th, 1976, he turned me around 180 degrees, convicted me, and I was in a prayer time. And then as soon as that was over, boom, I went out in the hall. This was at UNC in Northern Colorado. Right when I was walking down the hall, I saw a big guy who's had a, he had a, actually was on the basketball team with UNC. And the first thing I did, I looked at him and said, Hey, can I talk to you for a couple of minutes and tell you about the amazing, wonderful love and grace and power of our Lord? And so the, the uh, Acts 1 8, which says, when the power of God comes from the Spirit, that's exactly what happened. And from then on, ever since that day, I've had this heart passion to be a witness to anybody, anywhere, anytime, as God opens the door to find guests. And so thank you so much for all of the serving of our Lord uh, through the wonderful things from his word and uh, how he's gifted you. Awesome, David. And uh, thanks for sharing that story. So glad that that's resonated with you. God bless you. And thanks for calling in. Hey, listening to Calvary Live, this is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. The number to call is 303-690-3000. I think we have two open lines, so it's 303-690-3000, or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Connie in Colorado Springs. Hi, Connie. Welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Uh, Katie, I appreciate you. I listen to you a lot on the radio, and I and oh, I think we lost just, you there for a second. Oh, there I just you are. like to no, I just like to. Uh, I have some prayer requests um, for my my children, Eric. Okay. Um, my daughter, Crystal. Okay. Anything specific you'd like us to pray for for them or just pray for them by name? Uh, for their salvation. And uh, my daughter had a massive stroke, and she's having a lot of trouble. Um, she's she's in a lot of pain. Okay. I'm sorry and she's had that. Uh, tried uh, suicide several times, um, but... Um, my daughter is a lesbian, and my son's a homosexual, and my husband's uh, uh, brother is a homosexual. So I'd like to you to pray for, pray against all that. Okay, well, let's pray for them. Heavenly Father, we pray for Connie's children. Just I, I can hear her heart grieved over um, the pain of her kids and for the lifestyles that they're living in. And so, Lord, we pray for Eric and Crystal. Lord, we pray, first of all, for Crystal, just we pray that you'd give her relief from the pain she's living in and um, the the pain which has caused her to not even want to continue living. Lord, we know that that's not your will for her, that as long as she has breath in her lungs, Lord, you have a purpose with her. But we do ask for relief from this pain. And we pray that when that happens, Lord, that she would, you would allow her and help her to connect the dots, that this is from a God who loves her and is giving her a reprieve from her suffering. Uh, Lord, we, we pray for her that you would 
Lord, not let the enemy win in this thing he wants to do to twist her life and to ruin her. So, Lord, we just pray for you to um, bring salvation and grace and light into her life. Um, and, Lord, we pray for Eric and Crystal just as they're, they've identified as as gay and they're living that life. Lord, we pray for them, Lord, that you would save them. We pray that uh, before and more importantly than them changing their lifestyle, Lord, that you'd meet them right where they're at right now and that you would bring salvation into their life and that as a result of following you, Lord, that they would walk in a way that will lead them to greater joy through repentance and walking in your way in every area of their life, including their sexuality and their identity. Lord, help them to find an identity that is bigger than just their sexual desires. Lord, help them to find an identity that is rooted in who they are in your eyes and who you've created them to be. And Lord, we pray that their identity would be that they are saved disciples of Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, we pray that you would do that work by your Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Katie. Absolutely. Thanks, Connie. And our hearts go out to you. We'll be praying for you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Listening to Calvary Live, this is Pastor Nick Katie from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air today, answering your questions about the Bible, and praying for your prayer requests. We have two open lines. We'd love to pray for you on the air. We would love to answer any questions you have about the Bible or theology or God or how that what the Bible says applies to world situations or just your life personally. So give us a call at 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Todd in Aurora, Colorado. Hi, Todd. Welcome to the hey. program. Hey, I'm a regular caller. Um, I just have some more prayer, and I want to give an update on the little boy, um, Adley, uh, he is in Pennsylvania, and his uh, mom, Christy, and his dad, Rick, but little Adley had a uh, brain tumor removed about 10 days ago, and um, just yesterday, he was released to go home, um, but then he's got to go back to the hospital on Monday to get the stitches removed, and he's got to have a spinal tap to see how aggressive um, the cancer is in his body from the brain tumor. Mm. And so I'd like to have prayer for him, but then my granddaughter went in, Isabella went into the hospital yesterday with a fever of 106, mm. and then another coworker. um the mom's name is Courtney, but the little boy, I'm not going to disclose his name, but um, he went into the hospital with the respiratory um, RSVP or, or, you know, the respiratory distress right now, and they innovated him yesterday. So he's in very critical condition. Okay. Yeah. And that you said that was like a co-worker's that, grandchild? Yeah, worker's. And, you know, the other thing is um, the hospital in Parker, when my uh, granddaughter had to go there, all the hospital beds are full. She had to be treated in triage room because they are so busy. So 
I also want to pray about that. Um, you know, those mm-hmm. medical personnel are just, uh, I just want them to have grace and mercy and pray for them also. Yeah, that's great, Todd. Thanks so much for calling in and for seeking prayer. Let's let's go before the Lord and pray for these things. Heavenly Father, we just, we lift up these things so much, Lord, and it's so overwhelming and, and it's almost hard to imagine, Lord, that you're able to know all of these things fully, to carry all of these burdens in your heart and not be overwhelmed and, and taken under by them. Lord, we pray for these situations. First of all, I want to pray for the medical personnel who are working in our hospitals um, here in the United States and abroad. Lord, just thank you for these people. Thank you for the technologies that have been developed and for the research that has led to better treatments that save lives. So thank you for that. And uh, Lord, we also just pray that you would work miraculously in these situations that go far beyond what what our human abilities even with our technologies, et cetera, can accomplish. Lord, we need your healing power and your healing touch. And so, Lord, we ask for your healing touch on these people that we just discussed, uh, on the, the co-worker's grandchild who is in the hospital um, with a respiratory problem. Lord, we just ask for him to be able to breathe and for that to clear up for him. Lord, we just ask for his life to be saved, and we pray that you would do a work uh, through that. And Lord, we, we pray for uh, Todd's granddaughter going into the hospital with the with the fever. Lord, we pray that you bring that fever down. Lord, we pray that you'd protect her body, that she wouldn't have any lasting or adverse effects from this. And Lord, we also pray for Adley in Slovenia with the brain tumor. Lord, we pray that when he goes in for a spinal tap, Lord, we pray that you would um, just get rid of any fears that he has, help him to have confidence um, in you, as he goes in and to not be scared. But Lord, we also pray that this cancer, you would stop the spread of it. And Lord, that his body would be cancer free and that he would be healthy. We, we lift all these things up to you, Lord, and ask that you hear our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for your humility and your humbleness and your compassion for us. Amen. Thanks, Todd. God bless you. All right, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. The number to call, 303-690-3000, or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Chris in Greeley, Colorado. Hey, Pastor Nick, how are you? I'm doing great. What's up? Hey, uh, I was calling to request some prayer uh, my best friend and I, uh, brothers in Christ, we uh, are going to go out to Pearl Street in Boulder tomorrow, and we're going to—I'm uh, going to preach the gospel, and we're going to try and pray for some people, um, and maybe try and like meet some needs with clothes or food or money. And so, I'm just calling in to ask for a prayer that the Lord would use us that he would give us eyes to see and ears to hear, uh, pray for wisdom, and pray um, just that the Holy Spirit would fall on us and mm. fill us and just use us to carry out his will and ultimately just to just to serve Jesus. Yeah. Love it. Love what you guys are doing. Let's pray for you. Lord, we lift up Chris and his friend to you. Lord, we ask that as they go down to Pearl Street, Lord, you'd direct them and guide them, lead them to people who 
you want to minister to through them. We pray that your spirit would be upon them to empower them. You give them wisdom and the words to say. Lord, just guide them by your spirit as they take their steps and as they turn corners and decide where to go. And we pray, Lord, that they would be your hands and feet. And we pray that as they step out in faith to do this, Lord, that you'd meet them in that place and use them for your glory. So, Lord, we pray for them to be able to do so with a spirit of humility and yet a spirit of boldness, trusting in your word. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you, Chris. Let us know God how it goes. You. All right. All bye-bye. right. Love you. Bye. Let's go to our next caller. We've got Jessica in Pennsylvania. Hi, Jessica. Welcome to the program. Hi. Um, I usually call and email a lot, too. Um, I just, I'm struggling right now with self-condemnation and it's really hard because I want to know like if it's the Holy Spirit or if it's condemnation and I just have I'm having a lot of trouble with that Mm. you know I would tell you this that um, condemnation the difference between condemnation and conviction I would say that conviction is from God right we were talking earlier about the Holy Spirit convicting us um, of sin and drawing us to Jesus well, the, the other side of that is that the, um, the enemy, Satan, he wants to give us a sense of condemnation that pushes us away from God and leaves us feeling hopeless, right? So one brings you to the Lord, the other one pushes you away from the Lord. And I would tell you, if, if what you're feeling is a sense of hopelessness, I would encourage you that that's not from the Lord. And I'll tell you why, is because this is something I often tell people. I said, hey, if you... Uh, desire to repent, like if you feel grieved over your sin, man, that is the work of the Spirit in you, right? So that's that's you responding to the work of the Holy Spirit. That's good, right? So let's, let's put it this way. We talked earlier about how you can resist the Holy Spirit, and the Bible describes that when you do that, it's like getting calluses, right? So if you've ever had calluses on your fingers from playing the guitar or using tools, etc., a callus is where your skin, which used to be soft and sensitive to the touch, becomes thick and hard and no longer feels what it used to feel. So you could think about it like this. You know, if I poke you with a needle and it hurts, that means that your your nervous system is working and your skin is sensitive to the touch. Uh, on the other hand, if I poke you with a needle and you don't feel anything, that's when there's there's time to be concerned. So... For me, what you're describing, the sense of like feeling grieved over your sin, I would tell you that that's a sign of life and to celebrate that, but also don't just celebrate, but actually repent, right? Repent of your sin, turn to, turn to Jesus. And then as you've done that, hold on to those promises that are found like in First John chapter one, right? Where it says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to cleanse us of all unrighteousness, to forgive our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And you can hang on to that promise. That's his promise to you. And the good thing about the promise is that it's true whether you feel it or not, right? You may say, well, I don't feel forgiven. Well, you know, it's it's nice to feel forgiven, but it's also not necessary because we have his word. And sometimes faith means believing it even when you don't feel it. So that yeah, would be my my word for you. Yeah, and it's just frustrating because I question everything I do, and I don't want it to be a legalistic thing that I get into, and I, and I do. It does drive me to repentance, but when I, 
but then I also remember in my mind that I'm probably going to want to sin again on something that's hard to give up. And so then I sometimes back away from repenting because it's a change of behavior. Yeah, and I would encourage you never back away from repenting, right? And and never get to the point where you say, you know what, I've just done this so many times, I'm just going to stop repenting and just go for it. Uh, don't ever get to that place. That's the most dangerous place you can be. Um, so I would I would encourage you, you know, repent early and repent a lot. I would say the whole Christian life is one of repentance. But as you do, you know, I, I think the hope and the prayer that goes along with it is, Lord, also give me the strength to stand up under this temptation. And the good news is he promises that he will. So let's go ahead and pray for you um, before I let you go. Heavenly Father, I pray for Jessica, and I thank you, Lord, that she feels the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we pray that you would help her to be strong and stand against the condemning words of the devil by holding on to the truth of your word. So Lord, I pray that the truth of your word, that she would stand on it in faith. But Lord, even beyond that, that she would also feel um, a sense of your presence in a sense that she is indeed forgiven. We know it's not necessary, but it is nice. And so, Lord, we pray that you would give that to her. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Jessica, thanks for calling in. And that brings us to the end of our show. I want to thank all of you today for tuning in and listening. Um, Calvary Live, again, every weekday, 4 to 5 p.m. Mountain Time. And we're standing by to pray for you and answer your questions about the Bible. My name is Nick Cady. Uh, I'd love to have you if you're within driving distance of Longmont, Colorado. I'd love to have you at church this Sunday. Check us out online at whitefieldschurch.com. That's whitefieldschurch.com. And I wish you a safe and pleasant drive home and a great weekend. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.